Hello, I'm Ros Chandler from Fieldgate Flowers. You are listening to the Cut Flower Podcast. This is for you if you want to learn more about growing your own cut flowers. We'll cover loads of subjects, things like citing a patch, your soil, manure and compost, seeds and germination, perennials and biennials, foliage and so much more. We'll have some exciting guests along the way. Thank you very much for listening. Hello, today we're going to talk about biennials um, and I always find this quite um, confusing because biennials is obviously every other year but it's a bit like an annual is every year so why couldn't it be biannual but it's not, it's biennial. Someone will probably tell me why that is but sometimes things in in the flower world are quite confusing and I just think we should take all the language out of it and make it easier. Anyway, that's my gripe. But um, we're going to talk about biennials because it's that time of year where you can be planting them. Um, and it's um, something you should do, actually, to fill the gap in your cutting patches. So biennials, biennials live for just two years and they flower in their second year. That's quite sad, isn't it? They live for just two years. During their first season, they just focus on growing. Um, they get lots of foliage. They put their roots down. They build their home. The beautiful blooms come in their second year when your patience has paid off and then you get an array of beautiful flowers and then they die. This sounds like a sad story. Fortunately, however, biennials very often reseed and then they go keep going and giving you a bigger show for a few years. So they quite often get confused for perennials, but we'll come back to that one. They're easy and cheap to grow from seed. Um, generally, biennials are sown in late spring or early summer, so now. So they have a generous amount of time to just bulk up, put their roots down and think about flowering the following year. If you sow them each year, you will always have a regular supply of cut flowers. Some are really, really reliable. Either We've already said they put down seed and so they can be mistaken for perennials, which can live for many, many years. So maybe not so sad. So I'm going to just talk about a few that perhaps you should consider if you want them in your cutting patch. Um, The first one is Angelica. Um, This in its first year produces twirls of large leaves and in the second year bunched flower buds appear on deep, deep, deep purple stems. It's got that umbrella shape at the top. Um, It attracts masses of pollinators. So I'd love you to have Angelica sylvestris in your cutting patches. The next one is Arctic poppies. Um, These are some of the toughest flowers, except they look completely delicate. Though they're actually a short-lived perennial, you can grow them as a biennial by direct sowing them from May to July. And so they flower the following year. I think this is the lovely thing about gardening is looking to the future. Grow these ones in full sun in well-drained soil and keep de-heading them to prolong flowering. So they're a lot harder than you think they are. Arctic poppies. Perhaps one of my favourites, and probably because it's one of the really good flowers that um, grows well in partial shade, is foxgloves. These, um, there is a perennial foxglove, but most foxgloves are biennial. The plants are really large, even in their first year, with long, roughed but not unattractive leaves. Leaves. Depending on the variety, the flower stalks can reach up to five foot. That's almost as tall as me because I'm a little shorty. With the dangling trumpet-shaped flowers that attract all kinds of bees and butterflies, 
to your cutting patch. So again, another great one for pollinators, foxgloves. Lots and lots of beautiful varieties. You can grow them from seed. They often self-seed. Um, so all you need to do is transplant the seedlings, seedlings to where you want them to grow. That's quite important. The next one, Dianthus barbatus. Now this is sweet William and it's actually from the carnation family. It's a spicy clove scent. That's why you know it's from the carnation family. It's got velvety flowers. It comes in reds. It comes in pinks. It comes in purples. It has some bicolors. Actually, it's really simple to grow and it will self-seed and it will come back. We have hundreds of these at the moment and we're actually using the green ones before they flower as foliage. Keep deadheading them. They will repeat bloom through late spring into summer. It does need full sun. And again, it will attract all those beautiful pollinators to your cutting patch. Next one is Aquilegia, that lovely dainty little flower. Now, these are actually short-lived perennials, but they can be grown as biennials by sowing them in mid to late summer for flowers to come next spring. The best spot to grow them is in a partially shaded spot in moist, well-drained soil. They do like it fairly shady. They make great cut flowers. And so just the action of cutting off the flowers will help to promote further flowers. What more could we want? The next one is Sweet Rocket. This fabulously scented biennial loves sunny and shady spots. It can be sown from early spring to midsummer to flower next summer again and will self-seed. This is a really good self-seeder. So it's a really good option for somebody who wants low maintenance and wants flowers to keep coming back. Just pull out all the unwanted seedlings when they're young because they will multiply. The next one is teasels. Now we love these because we use them as dried flowers in the winter and wild life love them too. Um, they provide flowers for pollinators. Then they're followed by seeds that, you know, goldfinches love them. All kind of birds love them. Grow these true biennials in full sun or partial shade in moist and well-drained soil. And again, these will self-seed. So again, lovely, isn't it? Nicotiana, this is a short-lived perennial, but it can be grown as a half-hardy annual or overwintered and treated as a biennial. So this one perhaps doesn't know what it really is. So it's a perennial, it's an annual, and it can also be a biennial. These have got fragrant, elegant, tiny little flowers, and they close up during the day and open up at dusk. So isn't that lovely in the evening? Our next one, and probably another one of my favorites, is the good old hollyhocks. If you're looking for something tall, eye-catching, something that's going to attract attention, then a hollyhocks are definitely should be on your list. Hollyhocks are typical perennials and they unfortunately fall foul to fungal rust attacks, which spoils the leaves, gives them this rusty feeling. Treating them as biennials often allows you to get the best from them in their first year of flowering before the disease really hits. So that's quite sad, isn't it? With double or single flowers in yellow, red, pinks, purples, whites, there's a hollyhock for everyone. Plant hollyhocks in a large cluster in full sunlight so that the tall stems can support each other. Otherwise, put some support systems in. Expect blooms and lots and lots and lots of butterflies and bumblebees from July to September. The next one is Honesty, Lunaria. Um, this can be grown as an annual or a biennial, though it gives its best flowering performance if grown as a biennial. 
It makes a lovely addition to a shady wildflower garden. And the flowers, again, will lure in bees and butterflies. After they finish flowering, you'll get that lovely disc-shaped seed pods. And these will look lovely as dried in flower arrangements. If you leave the seed pods, they, again, will self-seed. So I would recommend honesty. So what do you do to keep your biennials keep coming back? If you want blooms every year rather than every second year, start another seedling or planting of biennials during the first year's, the first planting second year. So it goes as follows for best results. Year one, start seeds or seedlings. Year two, last year's biennials will bloom, then go to seed. Start more seeds or seedlings to bloom the following year. Year three, Seeds from the first planting of biennials will sprout and just grow foliage. The second planting will bloom and then go to seed. And year four, from here on onwards, some plants will be going to seed and others flowering every year. So if you keep your biennials coming back, you will always have something in your cutting patch. And I have to say, Sweet William, for me, has to be the number one favourite for keep producing. And that's quite important for a cutting patch. So some of the biennials you come across, for example, on websites of seed companies aren't actually biennials, but short-lived perennials. Such perennials are often better suited to growing and treating as biennials. So it can be quite confusing. So I'll just give you a couple that I would probably grow as a biennial. So you've got Aquilegia. uh, And the one we're particularly talking about is Aquilegia florida. And the seed of columbides can be sown in spring. And although plants may flower later that same summer, the plants are often small, flowers less than impressive. They flower far more prolifically when sown in summer and have the chance to build up their strength for the following year. Now, the Florida version has large yellow and white bicolored flowers that tend to look up. Well, they tend to look upwards. And they're like, yeah, I would suggest that Aquilegia, that you, you get it in the, the Florida version. Um, and it and it, and they hang their heads. That's what I'm trying to say. The next one is Nigella, Miss Jekyll Alba. And this is a classic case of a hardy annual that performs better when treated as a biennial. So in late summer and the plants start to bloom earlier the following season and flower far more prolifically than those sown in spring. The sky blue Miss Jekyll, which also boosts, you know, it has some prizes for it. It's better known, but Miss Jekyll Alba is a lovely thing. It's pure white, and we recommend those two. So Nigella's in blues and whites, but perhaps treat them as a biennial. Another one of my favourites, and we grow quite a lot of here, is the Delphinium Centurion Sky Blue. What could be nice? This is probably my favourite flower of all time. We always think of Delphiniums as dependable perennials, but those intended to be raised from seed are splendid when treated as biennials. It's important to realise that some seed-raised delphemons are much better than others, and Centurion Sky Blue is one of them. It's tall, it's slender, it's got the spikes and shades of sky blue and pale blue. It can grow to six foot. I mean, amazing. So Delphinium Centurion Sky Blue, if you treat it as a biennial, that's a good thing to do. And the last one is the Arignium. Yeah, I can never say that word, but you know what I mean. This short-lived perennial, um, always more effective when grown as a biennial, again, is famous for its ghostly silver white flower heads, so this gigantium one, which combines so well both pastel shades or brighter and more brilliant colours. It's lovely because you get the whites 
that you so often need for weddings and it just fits into beautiful arrangements. It has rosettes of bold, heart-shaped green foliage stand out throughout the winter. Then in summer, the branch heads with their jagged silver bracts surround, surround silvery green cylinders of flowers. So you get this beautiful, honestly, plant. So I would grow it. It will also self-seed. It grows somewhere between 60 and 90 centimetres. So I would recommend you add those. So there are four there that I've mentioned that we that are actually not really biennials, but you could actually... Um, grow them as biennials. So Aquilegia florida, Nigella um, Miss Jekyll alba, Delphinium centurion sky blue, and Erygnium giganteum. Um, so I would suggest you do that. So I hope you all have going to have a go. Uh, it will fill your cutting patch when you get a bit of a gap. It gives you something now to start working on with seeds. So perhaps um, pop over to our Facebook group and let me know how you got on. Thank you for listening. This has been the Cut Flower Podcast. Please do join us on our Facebook group, The Cut Flower Collective, for lots more hints and tips. Thank you.